0: I just happen to work at the church at the, uh, running one of the cameras for the Passion Play, which we have, because we're close to Easter, it's Easter weekend, and um, so that's one of the ways I serve uh, to help out. As I serve you here, I also serve locally at my church, and try to help out when I can, where I can. But I was reading today, this is uh, one of John Maxwell's 101 leadership books. And there was a line in here that I thought, maybe we can use this to, to, uh, to break down some things tonight that may be able to help you in your journey. Uh, I was also listening to Christian Simpson, uh, which is interesting. Uh, he's a, a mentor of mine. I uh, look up up sometime, Christian Da Simpson um dot com. And um a, a great, great coach, and what he was talking about was um uh actually a couple of things. But one of them was the answer, the journey is greater, is more important than the uh answer itself, which is one of the things I always talk about, I talk about presuppositions. Another one is the answers are all inside of us. We just need, everyone is not consciously aware. But anyways, I found this statement that I thought was appropriate to actually start to, to uh, help us uh, by breaking this down uh, uh, tonight. It said, if you know you have talent, and you've seen a lot of motion but little concrete results you may lack self-discipline i'll say that again if you know you have talent and you've seen a lot of motion but little concrete results you may lack self-discipline i thought that was great so I think it's a place to start today, is self-discipline. What is self-discipline? You know, I was studying, uh, listening to Paul Martinelli, and I'd studied him for a while, and uh, he puts, talks about the different levels of awareness, and one of them is self-discipline. And then they define it quite simply. Self-discipline. Being able to give yourself a command and follow it through. Being able to give yourself a command and follow it through. How many times do we set goals or put things on a list? And then we have all kinds of excuses that stop us. Kind of a good example would be like me tonight. Uh, Tonight, you know, there's only like a half hour left to the night. But see, I made a commitment to me to continue to serve you on a daily basis. So what does that mean? Well, if I'm doing my Facebook Live and I hadn't gotten it in, and now I'm just getting home at 10 o'clock at night, that means that I need to honor that commitment. Excuse me, I need to get a drink. That means I need to honor that commitment and serve you. As I mentioned before, you don't know how you're impacting others. And I can see as I review my Facebooks that quite a few people come back to listen to it. They may not hear it right away, but they come back to it. And I think one of the reasons is because uh, well one, I, I think I, I'm starting to accomplish what I'm committed to do, which is to provide value. But number two, um, it talked about um, what did I talked about the other day, the mind craves um, it craves things uh, when it doesn't get them after a while. And I think the mind uh, starts to crave the information that I share, which is a plus. At the same time, uh, it's it's part of my journey, and I want to share it with you, so that hopefully something I say helps to build you up as well. So let's let's peel this apart. Self discipline, being able to give yourself a command and follow through on it. How many times do we set goals or create uh, commitments? And then we turn around and we have a, we, we find ourselves making great excuses for why we didn't do this and why we didn't do that. Again, tonight, I could have just said, I'm tired. I worked a full day and half the night. So I'll just skip it today. But no, I'm committed. So I'm here. And that, and that itself is that compound effect that uh, John Maxwell talks about, doing the same thing on a consistent basis. The consistency is what drives success. Because, you see, if we're consistent, then we create a pattern. And that pattern... Um, if it's if it if it's a positive pattern that's serving us in the right direction a lot of the times we don't see the growth that occurs until way down the road it's kind of like that picture of a uh, cobbler banging on a rock to get it to split he may have hit that thing a hundred or 200 times but on that 201 time, it finally breaks open, and that's kind of how our minds and how our uh, how our goals and objectives occur, or how nature occurs. Uh, one of the laws uh, we talk about the universal laws. One of the universal laws is called the law of gestation, which says that everything happens in its own time. And one of the things Paul Minelli likes to do when people talk about their success is, you know when was the first time you contacted someone you see a lot of times the gestation period we can't determine it but we gotta stay in the game because it may be just around the corner we may do something and not see any results for a long time then all of a sudden results come at such a rapid pace and we can hardly keep up with it it's almost unreal and that, that is documented in Napoleon Hill's book, um, thinking grow rich. He talks about that in the chapter on persistence talking about being there and that we get tested and you get tested each time. So let's go back to that, that one on discipline. There's a lesson that Jim Rohn, one of uh, another mentor that, uh, that I was listening to, I had talked about and he talked about, um, Oh, man, I hate when I lose my thought for a minute. Let me think back. We'll get back to that. But what I was going to say about the discipline thing is that um, you start off small. Oh, yes. He talks about how long uh, long should you rest. And he gives an example of doing push-ups. He said if you can do five push-ups now and then rest. Then you could probably do five more and then if you take a short rest you could do five more say compounding and that resting effect so we just don't know how long it's going to take so so uh, to, to what i wanted to say is compounding is to start off small you want to get ahead all right do something simple here's, here's a good example each morning get up go in the mirror and say hey you are a winner and you're going to be very successful today And just do that every day for a week and then for try and challenge yourself to do it for a month after a little while you're gonna find your thought patterns begin to change now why is that well it's simple you see Like I had mentioned in the past, we're like computers. Our minds, our subconscious mind in particular, doesn't filter anything. It just takes it all in. And just like a computer, after a while, you start changing that programming, and it's going to start pouring out what you put in. And you're putting in something different. So as a result of that something different, it's gonna start pouring out. It's called. It's almost like even in a couple of relationship. Try this in relationship. Do something nice for someone, or you know, look for ways to add value to others. Small things. Start off with, you know, hold the door, or you know, make the extra cup of coffee, bring someone the extra box of Kleenex if they sneeze. And you're gonna find that uh, you can put put money in the bank that you can cash it sometime in the future. Simple things like that. Um, what do people uh, value or crave the most? Is is appreciation. Just little thank yous and i appreciate what you did for me you know i talk about at work yeah, i went to one of the ladies because i i always talk about uh we Well, one of the other presuppositions or beliefs that they talk about in uh, coaching is about everyone has their own map of the world well what does that mean that means we all have different perspectives and how do we change how do we figure something out. We can't figure it out ourselves. We may need a different perspective. So one thing we have to do is not be afraid to ask someone to look. I mean, it happens to me all the time. I'll ask my wife something and then she'll give me an answer and it'd be like, you're right. It's as simple as that. And and all because, you know, they talk about that. Those uh, cliches. You can't see the picture in the frame. Um, type of thing. So we're so close to things sometimes that we need to ask someone else because we're not lone rangers. We're interdependent and we need a different perspective. And once you get that other perspective, it can it can totally change your approach to something. That's why it's critical to have a team, a, a uh, thinking team, someone that's aggressive That can help you to figure things out sometimes, or just to run something by somebody. Uh, Any great leader knows that they don't have all the answers. You know, they they may have some talent for something, but getting back to the quote, I got a little off track there. But we were talking about discipline. It says if you know you have talent and you've seen a lot of motion but little concrete results, you may lack self-discipline passion intensity i think what happens as we start to instill discipline and become consistent we're going to be met by excuses that pop in our head uh, ideas that of things we need to do in place of doing that well one of the ways to combat that is like i said is to set yourself some goals and to set yourself some uh, a purpose. Because here's the other thing. You know, I have mentors, like a lot of you got mentors, but have a mentor. You don't want to let that mentor down. And you don't want to let yourself down. And you want the results of what you're trying to accomplish. So when they give you something to do, if you just think of the activity itself, it may not be glamorous. But if you think of what's the objective, what is the purpose for me doing this? And you realize it's from, you want to get from point A to point B, point A to point B, point B, in order to get there, someone who is more aware than you at that level is giving you instruction because they know what it takes because they've been there. We that's where we got to step out on faith and take that step one because we want to we don't want to let them down and two we don't want to let ourselves down so we push through but if we don't have that goal and those excuses come it's very easy to say i'll start tomorrow the sad thing is is tomorrow never comes because by the time tomorrow comes, it's today. So the only important time is today. What are you doing today? So if you're not being effective and you're putting in a lot of motion, then you've got to re-evaluate your activities and your uh, priorities. One of the greatest time wasters, well, some yeah, one of the greatest time wasters is social media number one, and number two is email. Or, I will even take it a step further. I was talking with a minute the other day, or listen to a minute text messages. He talks about how you know, if you have a full day focus and you got text messages interrupting you, <coughs> excuse me, there are some people that are priority, but if it's not a priority. What what tells what tells you that it's critical to respond right away? That's the greatest waste of our time. We need to be respectful and govern our own time, and just wait till the end of the day and, and answer them. If it's not critical, it's not someone that you really need to answer. Then don't answer it. And in today's environment, you know, like I know, your text, your 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 cell phone rings with unknown numbers all the time. And it's just people trying to sell you something. Well, don't answer it. If it's not a number that you identify, then you have to ask yourself is this worth interrupting the one valuable asset that we only have a finite number of, and that is time. Is it that important to, to to waste your time on that phone call? If it isn't, don't answer it. If it's critical, they'll leave you a text message or a voice message. If it's not, then you know it was a sales call. All the important people know and will text you Uh, or they'll leave a message, and then you can get back to them. When you have time, when it's in your schedule, then you take control of your time. Now, that's discipline. So, so if we're not getting results, then there's another thing I, that a mentor told me is, well, uh, what's it called? Um, Income-producing activities. We talk about the Pareto Principle with the 80 20% rule. 20% of what we do is responsible for 80% of our return. Obviously, if you're doing a lot, have a lot of motion and you've got talent and you're not producing a lot, but you've got a lot of action, it almost becomes intuitively obvious that you're putting your time into non-income producing activities, non-effective activities that's going to yield you what you're looking for. So what do you do? You reevaluate, you find your 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 five daily activities that and, that you can focus on that's going to bring you the return that you're looking for. And I mentioned John uh John Maxwell's He said he reads every day, he writes every day, files, thinks, and asks questions. Thinking is a powerful concept. A lot of us have mental activity, but a lot of us don't really think. Think into each activity, each each process as we watch, observe people and, and ask why did they do it this way versus that way. And question things. That's how we truly learn. When we we seek to understand, as opposed to just take things for granted. You'll find a lot of times when you do that, and my wife does this all the time, is you ask the question. When people say, "Oh, you got to do it," today. why? Do we really have to do it that way? Is it really important that it has to be done now? Salesmen people, salespeople do it all the time when you're out. Buying furniture or something, <laughs> either you get it now, or it may not be here tomorrow. What do you do? That's a nice tactic. You say, "Well, I better get this done now. I better buy this now." But have you thought it through? Is it really what you need, or are you trying to be work on an impulse? Are you becoming an impulse buyer? But if it's a sound need and it's a good timing, then great. But if it's not, then don't. Or don't anyways, and just wait. And if it was real, and it it makes sense a day from now, then it may be good to do that. Now, I I realize in a different context. I know when I was across season with my wife, one of the things I always tell someone is, you may not know, you're going to get back here if you see something that you like get it now because it may not be there when you get back, particularly when you're out of the country. but a lot of times, yes, um, don't let excuses steal your time and don't let interruptions steal your time. And then you know, when you start and then when you focus on your twenty percent of your activities that really, make a difference and then think of creative ways to either delegate or eliminate those activities that don't serve you you'll find that you're becoming more effective and that more things are happening for you as you continue through life now that's my lesson today yeah you have talent and if you're making having motion, and you're not getting any 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 bang for the buck no results you're probably not using your talent in a in the most effective and efficient way. Thank you. And I will see you tomorrow. You have a good evening.